And you wonder why we have so many college kids today that can't think and reason? Because they don't know what truth is. You have to have a source of truth. What is your foundation? What do you believe that doesn't move? You've got to be anchored to something. And today, everybody is wish what You're on sand. This is what Christ is talking about. You're building your life, your house upon sand, and it won't hold. Now, when you have teachers in the public school, colleges, universities, spouses, the nonsense of this generation of young people, what will happen to their faith? What do you think happens to their faith? They begin to question their faith. And you wonder why good Christian parents would pay to destroy their children's faith. But they're doing it. But they don't know how bad it is. Well, they came from a good home. They'll be all right. And most of them will never keep themselves pure, number one. And they won't be able to protect their mind, number two. And number three, they may not know how to make a living, but they won't know how to live life. It's dangerous. But anyway, origin of the species, not addressed in 1859, still a mystery in 1998. Both the origin of life and the origin of the major groups of animals remain unknown. They cannot still explain where anything came from. So that's why they had to go back and find a common denominator that we all branched off of. That common denominator doesn't exist. We say, well, they've just got a missing link. No, the whole stupid chain's gone. I said this before, but my ancestors might have swung by the neck, but they didn't swing by the tail. Evolution, transmutation of species has never been proven. The reason for this is very simple. It's never happened. Evolution is no more than the imaginations of men who deny the Word of God and so are desperately struggling to for some explanation of for the origin of life. It is here. Somehow it got here because life is here. Here we are. Where did we come from? Those who do not accept God's Word must seek a, another explanation. But when the Bible says this, in the beginning God created well, if God claimed to have been in the beginning, we ought to at least listen to what he said. I mean, he's the only witness we have, right? So if he was the only one who claims to have been here, maybe he has something to say about it. He said, I was here. And then he wrote a book and told us what happened. Told us who did it. Now, the evolutionists, they uh, beat us all over the place. Well, we just believe in a book. We're just believing in blind faith. Okay, what kind of faith they got? Were they here? What books are they reading? Theirs, the one they wrote. But, see, ours is blind faith, and theirs is on the facts. They don't have any facts. I can make a monkey out of an evolutionist and don't have to work too hard to do it. The evolutionist is trying hard, but somehow he isn't getting anywhere. Even Charles Darwin himself recognizing that although there is mutation within species, there are no transmutation to change. No changes from one species into another. He wrote in his book, My Life in Letters. I learned this when I was at Florida Bible College, 1964, when he wrote in his book, and Dr. Stanford had us read it, and it was also put in the, the Personal Evangelism Handbook. Not one change of species into another is on record. We cannot prove that a single species has been changed into another. Charles Darwin said that. He said we can't prove any of it. That's why it was called the theory of evolution. But even with the theory, 
Well, with the evolutionists, that's better than nothing because that's all they've got. You see, none of this stuff here has anything to do with the Bible. It has everything to do with the Bible. It makes a difference whether you believe that book or not. And look at the world. Did you know that Christians today, we could change the world if God's people would wake up and believe what this book says? But somehow or another, there has been teachings that's come along and called people to think, don't take it seriously. Don't rock the boat. I mean, it doesn't really matter. There's no real danger being done. There's no harm. Let people believe whatever they want to believe. No. In America, we have the, the freedom to believe anything we want. But just because you believe it doesn't make it right. Nothing in biology makes sense except in the light of evolution. Because you, these are teachers in colleges and universities that have taught this stuff to these precious little minds that have gone to school to get educated, enlightened. And Satan has his teachers. There's a mystery as to how evolution occurs, but there is not a whole lot of doubt as to whether it occurs. In other words, we can't prove it, but we all know it happened. Isn't that good? And you hear them and say, he's teaching in a university. I mean, this guy's a college professor. He, he must know what he's talking about. And he's so much more intelligent. You go to church today and all you got is a preacher don't know what he's talking about. Reading from a book that's an old-fashioned book written 2,000 years ago. Hey, we're in the 21st century. Don't you know that? I mean, we got to be more intelligent today. I'd rather study the old paths, believe the old book. It has sustained me fairly well. I believe the book. And that doesn't mean that I can't see what is going on and who's teaching what. And I don't agree with it. I believe this book is true. And it has made a difference in my whole life. You see, if I didn't believe this, I'd believe all this other stuff. And this is why we got kids today, they're not being taught the Bible. So they think this is the only truth there is. And it's going to ruin their lives. Stephen Hawking, he says, We are just an advanced breed of monkeys on a minor planet of a very average star. But we can understand the universe. That makes us something very special. Don't you feel good? We're just an advanced breed of monkeys. <laughs> what, he says, what I have done is to show that it is possible for the way the universe began to be determined by the laws of science. In that case, it would not be necessary to appeal to God to decide how the universe began. In other words, he's not necessary. God, God's not necessary. It doesn't prove God doesn't exist. It just proves that he, we don't need him. And these are key people that are teaching. They got degrees after their name. They got to be intelligent. Bertrand Russell. Man, I read about him a long time ago. He said, quite deliberately, that the Christian religion, as organized in its churches, has been and still is the principal enemy of moral progress in the world. Why do you think these intelligent people want to do away with churches and Bibles and prayer and our schools and all these things? They want to eliminate, because, see, we are in opposition to what they believe. And they will not be satisfied. Oh, we were satisfied as long as they stayed in the closet. But now they come out of the closet and want to put us in it. I have no intentions of going in the closet. I'm looking for the highest hill. George Gaylord Simpson. Man is the result of a purposeless and materialistic process that did not have him in mind. <laughs> see, if evolution is true, he couldn't have thought about you. You weren't considered. You're not important. 
Your actual being here has no purpose to it. And I got some more good news for you. There is no purpose to your life. That means that there's really, there's no hope for your future. You see, it's all random chance. Natural selection. There's no God, there's no plan, there's no design. If everything is an accident, there's no reason to figure anything out. Purpose may be an imaginary concept. What is purpose? Well, it's a reason for living. What's that? There isn't any reason for living. It's just happened. You just happen to be there. You just happen to be you and an animal over there. But what's the difference? You're just a highly educated animal on this evolutionary ladder. But if everything was created, and if everything had a purpose, shouldn't it be the underlying goal of all mankind to discover that creator and find that purpose? Now, Satan declared a false message of salvation. Satan found out he could save himself a lot of work if he could just get rid of God. So what's going on? Get rid of God. You don't need God. There is no God. And if there is no God, you're God. See there? How do you like that? If there's no God, there's no rules. There's no sin. There's no judgment. Faith is the great cop-out. The great excuse to evade the need to think and evaluate evidence. Faith is belief in spite of, even perhaps because of, the lack of evidence. So that's why, yes, you've got to have faith. Because they don't really have any evidence for what they're saying and doing. I believe there is a cop-out because they're talking about us. We're the one, we don't have any evidence of what we believe. I believe when you study the Bible in every area, prophetically, it's accurate. Historically, it's accurate. Medically, it's accurate. Everything about the Bible is accurate. There's no mistakes in this book. I had a man just the other day tell me, he says, you know, there's a lot of mistakes in the Bible. I says, can you find me just one? Charles Darwin said, I can indeed hardly see how anyone ought to wish Christianity to be true. For if so, the plain language of the text seems to show that the men who do not believe, and this would include my father, my brother, and almost all of my best friends, will be everlastingly punished. And this is a damnable doctrine. But doesn't he understand there's a Savior who's willing to die and pay for the sins of the whole world? Somewhere along the line, he didn't get enough in his Bible education. Maybe he went to the wrong school. Maybe he read the wrong books. Maybe there's a devil out there seeking to blind the minds of individuals. If evolution is true, it destroys utterly and finally the very reason Jesus' earthly life was supposedly made necessary. You see, if evolution is true, then this book can't be true. And a need for a Savior can't be true. Because, you see, there is no sin. And there is no heaven, there's no hell. Destroy Adam and Eve and the original sin, and in the rubble of 2,000 years ago, you may find the remains somewhere outside the walls of Jerusalem of the Son of God. If evolution is true, then there should be a body laying around somewhere that belonged to Jesus. Maybe in some rubble someplace. But I got news for you. He ain't there. He came back from the dead. And he ascended just like he said he would. I believe the Bible. It takes away the meaning of the life, his death, and his resurrection. You see, there's a 
sinister means behind all of this. It's the devil telling us lies. Anything that's not the truth of God's word is a lie. And that's why you have to be careful that you don't wind up falling for this junk just because it might sound intellectual and somebody's put a little reasoning into it. If Jesus was not the Redeemer who died for our sins, and this is what evolution means, then Christianity is nothing. And neither are we. Christianity is nothing. Neither are we. Satan declares a false view of God's Word. You see, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, seems to me that God is a convenient invention of the human mind. You'll become like God's. You'll know right from wrong. How would he view God's Word? How would that affect your view of God's Word? If the Bible is not true, what would you think of the Bible if evolution is true? We see, we know and believe that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. We believe that this book is the Word of God, that it is true, and we can believe what the Word of God has to say. Now, Satan doesn't want us to believe the Bible. So the first place he'll try to hit is evolution, because evolution hits at the beginning of creation. It hits at God who created the heavens and the earth, and this is why it's so important. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts have they heaped to themselves teachers having itching ears. And we're talking about sometimes God's people doing this. People that tell you what you want to hear until they're telling you what you ought to hear. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. You see, this is Paul writing to Timothy. Timothy, a young pastor. He says, time's going to come when people get tired of hearing this. And the other's going to sound a little bit good. Because you see, the way you live your life is mainly based upon your view of theology. What do you think about God? What do you think about this book? Because I believe it's true. It makes a difference in my life. Now, Satan declares a false view of death and judgment. The Bible says death is the last enemy to be defeated. Well, you know, with evolution, if it was true, why did they have death? What causes death? They don't know what causes death. Why do certain things live and then they die? Everything lives and it dies. But if evolution is true, how did that thing that lived for a little while produce another one when it doesn't know how to produce? To live and then produce another one and then die and then produce another. Who told it how to do that? And what's a miracle is it taught all the animals how to do that and even taught people how to do that. But there was no plan behind it. Just all in an accident. How can life come from non-life. The law of biogenesis states life must come from life and exist on previous life. When you go through the Word of God, God is life. And He can produce life. Life came from life. Take that, evolutions. Scientific laws. And I wish I had time to get into all of that, but I don't. If evolution is true, man has no hope for his own future. What is your future? You don't know how long you're going to live. Death, 
can hit you at any time, all the sin, sorrow. Where, why, if you're going to have the survival of the fittest, why did you let all the people survive that had all these diseases? And why is everybody dying? I will say, if the survival of the fittest, why not let me have the speed of a <laughs> cheetah, eyes of an eagle? I wouldn't mind all of that. And live for, you know, hundreds of years. But anyway, except maybe he won't have to stand before God in his judgment. That's one thing I guess he could be good. If none of this is true, that he won't have to stand before it. But let me ask you this. The Bible says it is appointed unto every man once to die. And after this, the judgment. God says what's going to be. If I am right, then religious fundamentalists will not go to heaven because there is no heaven. If they are right, then they will not go to heaven because they're hypocrites. And that, that blew your mind. You've got to think about that just a little bit. I don't believe in an afterlife, so I don't have to spend my whole life fearing hell or fearing heaven anymore. For whatever the tortures of hell, I think the boredom of heaven would be even worse. Well, doggy. Somebody's going to be eating their words. False promise of enlightenment. Science is the God. You know, it offers a solution to everything. Whatever the sin there is, science has got to find a solution. So when people commit sin and get the HIV or some other disease and this disease, well, we got doctors and science that's going to solve all of our problems and do away with the consequences of sin. God says, that's uh, not going to work. You're still going to die. You can prolong your life just a little bit longer. God bless you. But science offers us an explanation of how complexity arose out of simplicity. Oh, really? That little one-celled amoeba is just as complex as anything afterwards. They can't produce that one little one-celled amoeba. Man, who's the epitome on the ladder of evolution, can't do what a brainless blob did. Can't do it. The hypothesis of God offers no worthwhile explanation for anything. Yes, it does. It is the answer for everything. He says this, Richard Dawkins. He said, my personal feeling is that understanding evolution led me to atheism. Why do you think they teach us in their schools? Because it leads the person that there's no God. And if there's no God, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no morality. So this is why a lot of our young kids today have no decency. They have no morality. They don't understand right from wrong. They don't think there's anything to it. You're just another form of an animal. So you can look like one, act like one, talk like one, be one. Where do you think is heading? Now, do you see why this teaching of evolution is so dangerous? Look where it leads. A false promise of divinity. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, you shall be, your eyes will be open, ye shall be gods. And so Satan is trying to convince people, look, since there is no God, why don't you be God? Since there is no authority, there's no right and wrong, you can be in charge. You do whatever you want to do. Do humanists believe in a supreme being? Emphatically, yes, that supreme being is man. Humanists have no knowledge of any being more supreme. They don't know anybody that's more supreme than, them, than mankind himself. 
You can't see God. You can't even see the devil. You haven't seen no angels. So you can believe whatever you want to believe. Now, the turning point in history will be the moment man becomes aware that the only God of man is man himself. They're teaching this. Our kids are getting this. Satan declares a false self-determining value system. What about value clarification? It means to clarify your values, the situational ethics. You shall be as gods knowing good and evil. You shall be as gods. Who sets the rules? See, if there is no God, who sets the rules? Who's the one that says what you can and cannot do? This is why we have people today. You can't offend anybody because, you see, you don't have the right to tell anybody else anything, a right and wrong. There's no right, there's no wrong. As long as it ain't bothering you, let it alone. Relativism. Opinions-based values, morality, standard, priorities, situation. It depends on the situation. Well, it may be right today. It may not be right tomorrow. It depends. Depends. Everything depends. No, it don't. See, the right is wrong. God says. Now, value clarification decides what's right for you. Values are not to be imposed from without. Not God, the Bible, your parents, society, or the government. This is why you have these teachings going on in our schools. And it's permeating right on down into our churches. and into, That's why some people come to the church and think, who's the preacher think he is telling me what I can and cannot do? Because they believe a false philosophy. If this book is true, I'm responsible to tell you what the book says. Like it or not. And I'm not running an opinion poll. I don't care how many is for it and how many is against it. Calvary Community Church, we teach the Bible as authority. We teach this is right. We tell you what's right and what's wrong based upon what God says. People say, well, I don't like that. Goodbye. We don't change here. Just thought I'd throw that out there. No extra charge. But most people say, well, it's got to come from within, subjectively. Objective? Subjective. Subjective means, comes from my feelings, what I think, what I want. Objective, it means well, what everybody else thinks. Listen, there is no absolute truth or values. What was right is now wrong, and what was wrong is now right. You see, when you believe the Bible, you'll know what's right. If you believe evolution, okay, this is right, then that has to be wrong. So without you, what used to be right, is not, it's not right anymore. So things are changing. This is why you need to make sure you keep your kids and your teenagers, you keep them in church and learning the Word of God and be a right example and keep teaching truth. And keep them out of some of those hell holes out there that are teaching and trying to destroy your young people. One day you'll be looking in the mirror and say, what did I go wrong? I know where you went wrong. Don't come and see me because you'll know I already know. <laughs> Doctoral ambiguity. Truth changes. It means something different now. No, it doesn't. Just like the Constitution of the United States of America, it isn't changing. What it meant then is what it means now. It's not a living document. It's in concrete, or so to speak. I regard it as a disease born of fear and as a source of untold misery to the human race. The worst feature of the Christian religion is the, its attitude towards sex. Now, this guy lived to be about 98 years old, Bertrand Russell. But it's because, you see, there could be the golden age of enlightenment if we can do away with this dragon that's at the door. Well, who's this dragon at the door? Well, that's Christianity. 
You see, and there's people who say, you got to get rid of this Christianity stuff. And the movement beyond to cut, shut down churches and preachers and get them off the radio and off the TV and anybody else who believes something different because we're so offensive. We're so naive. We, we don't know what we're doing. We're a detriment to society. Christianity built this country. Evolutionists can destroy it, but they can't produce it. It's my opinion. Lord that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord over heaven and earth. How do you answer atheists? There is no God. Do you know everything there is to know in the whole universe? Do you know only half of what's known in the universe? We'll cut it in half, give them a break. If you did, could God be in the half that you didn't know? Don't it make sense? I talked to an atheist not long ago. I said, if you're going to declare that there is no God, I said, you need to be able to be everywhere all at the same time because if there's anywhere that you can't be, it might be where God is. He just looked at me. <laughs> Only God could know what is or isn't out there. How do you answer an agnostic? I don't know if there is a God, and neither does anyone else. How do you know that nobody else knows the truth? Just because you don't know that there's a God. How can you say that nobody else knows? Unless you're God. Duh. You would have to be God to know that. Is there anything you haven't, where you haven't been, it could be where God is? Now, I've used these arguments many, many years. And they go over good with teenagers. If there's not going to be any coon hunting or fishing in heaven, I don't want to go there anyway. Well, I got news for you. There won't be none there either. Are you going to do any coon hunting in hell? Rabbit hunting? Well, there won't be none in heaven either. So, well, I'm not going to heaven if I can't do what I want to do. Well, you can't do it down in hell either. Duh. Open your eyes. Your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. People who think they know everything are a great annoyance to those of us who do. Now, is that the epitome of intellectual pride? Religious people split into three main groups. No-nothings, no-alls, and no-contest. Anyway, there's a lot of things that we can get into, but I want to close with this. If somebody made it, somebody's the boss, and he gets to set the rules. Isn't that simple? If nobody made it, nobody's the boss, we can all set our rules. Is that how simple it is? It is better to put your trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. But if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. And then I like this little statement. Evolution is a blinding technique. If he's going to keep people blinded, he he got a good technique, and it's a teaching of evolution, and it's permeated our society just about everywhere.